It was also where the god El and his 70 sons, a.k.a. his divine council, held court. We have the story of Anana's descent. The Anunnaku functioned as underworld judges, and there were seven in total. You know, and remember the mystery schools of Mithras and Egypt depicted that at death, one must pass through the seven spheres to reach judgment, and that a gift was given at the passing of each sphere to aid them in the final judgment. You know, this was symbolic for the seven planetary spheres. But in this myth, it's a reverse fashion. Anana is a goddess who already has, quote-unquote, the gifts. So to enter the underworld, to pass each judge, she must give up an article of clothing, a.k.a. her coverings, to enter the underworld. Then we have Enlil and the Ninlil myth. Once again, seven gods of fate seize Enlil and expel him from Nippur. For what? For sexual impurity. Genesis 6 all over again, guys. Same story, just told different times, different ways, different caveats. Nothing new is under the sun. sun. All things continually lead back to serpents, dragons, fairies, Nephilim, and fallen angels. In the distance looms a mystical mountain. As Mike Kaiser used to say, if it's in the Bible and it's weird, it's probably important. At its peak, a great fire burns, concealing the Prometheus lens. This, this development of this knowledge that's being talked about within the mystery schools. An ancient artifact said to reveal the hidden truth within a deliberately darkened world. There is a hidden history that's been deliberately obfuscated from the peoples of the world. Join us as we travel and explore the vast unknown. It's a hero's journey with dragons to slay, damsels to save, and innumerable treasures to hoard. Torches high. The Smithsonian, they'd call wind of a giant skeleton. You would send their agents out to get it. But it takes courage to move forward, to move out of the shadows, out of the uh, unreality that we think of as reality. We are all on the hero's journey. Mankind has been in contact with and influenced by extraterrestrials. Leave the Sitchin mound of bull feathers out of it. You know, look at it from a different perspective. A different perspective. Different perspective. Different perspective. What's happening? What's up? Hold out your glass because we're about to fill it up. Welcome to the Prometheus Lens podcast. If you are within the sound of my voice, this means you are an all-access pass holder. And from the bottom of my heart, thank you. But I've seen this fitting. I'm actually recording this uh, January the 4th at 8 o'clock p.m. My plan is to get this 
recorded, edited, and sent out tonight because I just released an episode with Dr. Judd Burton, the Enuma Elish Part 1. And this is going to be a three-part series. But as I was going through some of my notes, I actually stumbled across uh, the notes that I took from Mike Heiser's book on the Anunnaki. And I was like, man, I forgot I even read this and that I had all these notes on it. And then I was like, well, we just talked about the Epic of Gilgamesh with Gary Wayne. And here we are going through the Enuma Leash with Dr. Judd Burton. And I'm like, we have to throw in some of Mike Heiser's work. So this was kind of my last minute attempt to not only thank you guys, but to throw in some extra context from another great mind. So I'm just going to go through and give you some of the notes that I had taken when I had read this book and what stood out to me. So without further ado, let's just go ahead and get into this thing. If you guys want the rest of this recording, head on over to PrometheusLensPodcast.com and sign up for the All Access Pass for this episode and many, many other exclusive content only found there. Till next time, Torches High.